the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's true. We'll never be perfect, but there should be a real desire for us to walk the same way that Jesus walked. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. We're picking up again in the study. This is part two. I entitled this message, Not Seeing It. Let's read together here, picking up in Exodus chapter 10, verse 8. So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God. You know, who are the ones that that are going? Like, go, go serve. Uh, Now, who's actually going here? And Moses says, we shall go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We shall go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, thus may the Lord be with you if ever I let you and your little ones go. What do you mean, if? I thought you were letting us go. Take heed. For evil is in your mind, Moses. Not so. He goes, you're not going anywhere. Go now, the men among you only, and serve the Lord. For that is what you desire. No, that's not actually what they desire. They want everyone. So they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts that they may come up on the land of Egypt and eat every plant of the land even all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord directed the east wind in the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled in all the territory of Egypt. They were very numerous. There's never been so many locusts, nor would there ever be again. Verse 15, for they covered the surface of the whole land so that the land was darkened and they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit trees and the hail that the hail had left. Thus, nothing green was left on the tree or the plant or the field through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hurriedly, oh, now he's in a hurry, called for Moses and Aaron, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and make supplication to the Lord your God that he would only remove this death from me. And he went out from Pharaoh. This is Moses, went out from Pharaoh, and he made supplication to the Lord. So the Lord shifted the wind, to a very strong west wind, which took up all the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not one locust was left in all the territory of Egypt. 
But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the sons of Israel go. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot of text, but I'd like you to get the whole picture here. So nothing is like moving this man. After the radical destruction of chapter 9, the hail and the fire, then the strong exhortation of God in verse 3, how long will you refuse to humble yourself? It seems like Pharaoh now all of a sudden has ears to hear. But notice the compromise plan that they offer God. All the men can go. Go ahead, men. Go worship the Lord. We'll keep your women here and your children. That way we'll know you'll come back and still be our slaves. See? No, there's no compromise plan here. You know? What kind of a deal is that? It's the worst deal ever. Does Pharaoh think that God's people are that gullible? Are they that foolish to accept a worthless deal like that? I just want to point out here. We as Christians... We should be wise in everything we do. All of our business dealings, don't be conned. Don't allow others to take advantage of you because, yes, brother, God bless you. Yes, hose me all you want because I'm a Christian. And it's like, don't allow that to happen. Jesus said this in Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I send you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Meaning we as Christians are to be gentle and kind to people as sheep. Yet he also told us, be as shrewd as serpents. That word shrewd, listen to what it means in the original language. It means to be clever. It means to be discerning. It means to have an awareness of everything that's happening meaning we're to do our homework. And when we're purchasing a car, I'll use that as an example. This could be for anything, though. It's amazing to me how horrible salesmen could be to people that just go in because you don't really know the whole process. So you just go in and you just get completely hosed and you pay way more money. And it's just like, oh my goodness, don't ever buy a car for its payment. Like I can only afford $333.33. That's it. Well, guess what? Oh, they're going to get you that car for $333. They just didn't tell you they're financing it for 10 years. Okay. Okay. The car will be dead before you have it paid off and you'll pay so much interest. It'll be crazy. But anyway, you know, and plus when you're getting ready to buy something and you're just kind of, you have that uneasiness, walk away. You can walk away. I know some said you can't walk away. We already got the deal almost done. No, no, no. You can walk away. You can just get up. Watch this. I'm walking away. Okay. And you start feeling me, that could be the Holy Spirit, like, get out of here, you're getting hosed, okay? Walk away. You can sleep on it, you know? Come back tomorrow. You know, whatever, you can walk away, and that's with anything in life. But getting back to Moses here. Moses isn't going for this deal at all. He told Pharaoh in verse 9, we're all going, not just the men. The women are going. Our sons and our daughters are going. Grandma and grandpa's going. Everybody is going along with every single one of our animals, all of our flocks and herds, which that causes the blood of Pharaoh to boil. And in verse 11, he drives Moses and Aaron out of my presence. I'm the little God here. Get out of my presence. Okay, so they leave. And God immediately tells Moses in verse 12, 
stretch out your hand over Egypt and possibly billions, maybe trillions of locusts descend. Studies have been done on locusts and they can be one of the most destructive forces on the planet. For them to cover the ground, like the Bible says, it would take 100 to 200 million locusts just to cover one square mile. And we're talking hundreds of square miles are covered. Each locust can eat its own body weight every single day. That means whatever was green has now been completely consumed, literally gone in one day. Egypt now, after the hail and the fire, after the ravaging of the locust stripping all vegetation, possibly resembles the look that we've seen when a tsunami hits. It's just complete destruction. Everything is destroyed. Well, Pharaoh has had enough and he's tapping out. He quickly calls for Moses in verse 16. He seems to repent. I have sinned, he says, before your God. I've sinned before you, Moses. And he begs for forgiveness. This is the same kind of repentance that we see in those who get caught. And they're only sorry because they were on video when they got caught. You're only sorry because you got caught because you were on video. It's like, that's why prison reform and bail reform will not work. Because you take these people, you slap their hand, Don't do that again. And it's like then nothing changes, right? See, people only know change when pain comes in. You know, like mom can say, wait till your father gets home. And you're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Then dad gets home. The belt comes off. You can, it's just like, I'm not playing with matches anymore. I am not burning my house down. Okay. Because why? Because pain and punishment was put in. And it's just like, that's what has to happen. If there's no punishment, There's going to be no change with most people. Know this, true salvation should have changed. That should be the sign of the Christian that is change happens in your life. That's what's called real fruit. Every true Christian should have be bearing fruit, I should say, meaning there should be good works in their life. We should all have tangible works or literally good works that can be seen by others in our lives. Are we saved by good works? No. Jesus saved us because of his grace and mercy. But once we are saved, there needs to be change. That's why Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, he said in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men in such a way that they can tangibly see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So let my light shine. Well, hello, I don't have any light. Okay, I'm a lost soul. I don't have any light. But when Jesus comes in, he said he's the light of the world. And it's like the light of the world. Now he's shining in me. So when I start telling people that I'm a Christian and everything, it's like I start changing my lifestyle so they can see it. Yes, the person with a real faith in Jesus Christ will demonstrate a real faith by willingly doing and living a changed life. This should be seen by the character of our walk. Look, no one's perfect, but here's the difference. It's not that we're all gonna be perfect when we become Christians, but the difference in a Christian is when you do something wrong, you go back and you say you're sorry. When you do something wrong as a Christian and you cost somebody money or whatever, you do whatever you can to help them out, meaning you, you do restitution. 
like, hey, I caused this pain on you, and I'm going to help pay for the pain that I caused in you. I'm going to help, you know, I broke this, I'm going to repair it. You know, it's just like my wife, uh, this has happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, she went down to the store, and then when she came back, she was at the kitchen window, and she was looking at her car, and there's this ginormous dent in the car door. And she yells at me. I'm upstairs working in the office up there. She goes, look out the window. There's a big dent in my car. And I look out the window. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I went outside, and, like, someone's car door went into it. But, I mean, it was like they brought an 800-pound gorilla and had the door. And just, you know, and I'm like, I cannot. I mean, this is the, the door dent of all door dents. And it's like there's no way whoever did that didn't know that they did it. I mean, I'm sure it's like, I, I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know what they did. But anyway, but they knew they did it, but they just took off. See, no restitution and everything. And so I had, fortunately, we have a guy here at the church has a body shop and, you know, he gave a little better deal on fixing it, but it was still hundreds of dollars. I mean, it's like, wow. You know, so here, know this, true salvation produces real fruit again. And it's true, we'll never be perfect, but there should be a real desire for us to walk the same way that Jesus walked, to seek to be more like him and less like us. That's the sign of a Christian. But God removes the locust here. But because Pharaoh was not truly repentant, God hardened his heart, which brings up our final point. All was dark. Let's read what happened here next. Verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand towards the sky, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness that may be felt. Ooh, that's the creepy kind. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the sons of Israel had light in their dwelling. Wow. Okay, shut the light off there, turn the light on there. Wow. Verse 24. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be detained. Okay, so now you're the men, the women, the kids, grandma, grandpa, but now the animals have to say, this guy's a brick. Even your little ones may go with you. Verse 25, but Moses says, you must also let us have our sacrifices and our burnt offerings that we may sacrifice them to the Lord our God. Therefore, our livestock too shall go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind. For we shall take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And until we arrive there, we ourselves do not know with what we shall serve the Lord. Verse 27, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, get away from me. Beware, do not see my face again for in the day that you see my face, you shall die. Now he threatens Moses. Hey, I'm gonna kill you. If I see you again, you're a dead man. And Moses said, you're right. I shall never see your face again. But Moses isn't gonna die. (laughs) It's not Moses that's dying here. But anyway, this is just quite amazing, is it not? One thing about sin, sin will dull our judgment. Remember that. Sin will dull our judgment. It's a nice way of saying sin will blind us to the reality of the consequences. 
It will cause us to do things that are totally irrational. People will kill one another because of jealousy. I mean, how irrational is that? That you hate the person? Okay, write them up, but don't go kill them. I mean, how irrational is that? Now I'm going to kill you, and now I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life because of you. Now I hate you even more. Well, I can't even hate you because you're dead now because I already killed you. I mean, it makes no sense at all. It's like, you know, people that kill their mates. I mean, husbands and wives that die, the first person to look at is the, is the spouse. It's like, it's crazy. Hate can fester inside of us and grow like a cancer in us. That's why Jesus says, forgive one another. It sets you free from that hate inside. Unforgiveness will rob us of our health. You have ulcers inside, laying in bed at night, thinking about the boss. Oh, I can't believe he's just He rides on me, rides on me. It's like, oh my goodness, quit the job, go work somewhere else. Stop, stop thinking about it. Coveting will cause us to steal. You realize after a while, I'll never be able to afford a Ferrari. So let me just steal one. <laughs> okay. You know, lusting can drive us into perversion. You know, you can't stop looking at things. And then you look and now all of a sudden you realize you're a slave to pornography because you lusted so much. Alcohol can cost you your job. It can cost you your marriage. Eventually, it will take your life. Pharaoh's heart is full of himself. He's arrogant. He has chosen to not bow down and repent. So God hardened his hardened heart even more because that's how he was. God knows what we're thinking inside. You can say whatever you want to say. Say whatever niceties. Your friend comes over with the most ridiculous looking outfit you have ever seen in your life. You know, striped pants and polka dot shirt. And you're just like, and they say, what do you think? And you're like, looks great. Okay. You're lying through your teeth. Okay. It's like God knows what you really think. And he knew where Pharaoh's heart really was. So he hardened it even more. But why again would God do that? Because God knew the shallowness of Pharaoh's repentance. He's already repented how many times now? He's already said, you can go, you can't go, you go, you can't go. That's why he confirmed what was really in Pharaoh's heart. The Bible tells us that God knows the reality of every one of us. He knows what's at the core of our beings. The Bible says in Psalm 44, 21, God knows the secrets of your heart. Is that not scary? Is that like horrifying? I mean, God knows the secrets of your heart. Like you can't get away with anything. God knows, I know what's in there. No, no, I'm a good person and I go to church and I'm just a wonderful person. Look at me. It's like, I know what's in there. I know what's in there. You know, we're also told in Romans 2.16 that on the day of judgment, God will judge the secrets of men and women through Christ Jesus. So when you stand there before God and you're like, well, I'm a wonderful person and all this, I was like, no, not really. Here's the secrets of your heart. And you're gonna be judged by everything that's in your heart. Like, oh, there's no place to sin. This is why the only way to get to heaven is through Christ because he's the only one that can forgive that. People can justify their sinful lifestyles. They can change laws to justify a sinful lifestyle. They can make a sinful lifestyle legal, and we've done it here in America on multiple different levels. But if God says it's sin, then it's sin. Doesn't matter if you change the law. 
doesn't matter if it, now it's okay through social media and culture now accepts this. Doesn't matter. If God says it's sin, it's sin. And there will be a severe judgment in the end. Know this. God knows when we're serious. And he knows when we're sorrowful. And it's all in our heart. And he knows it. God knew that Pharaoh was not truly repentant and that he never wanted to let God's people go in the first place. So God continued to harden. And again, remember in earlier studies, that word harden comes from a Hebrew word that means God is just confirming what is already in Pharaoh's heart. Because people say, oh, well, God hardened his heart. Poor Pharaoh, poor baby. You know, you know he got the raw end of the deal. They, they drew straws and he pulled the short one. No, 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 no. No, God is never unjust in his judgment. Never unjust in his judgment, ever. God was just confirming what was already in Pharaoh's heart. Just like God still does today. When people purposely reject Christ, they know he's real, but they reject him anyway. So this is what happens to the person. Because you wonder, like, how do we have all these crazy laws? How do we allow everything that's happening? Like, who's the, the, who's the, the genius that said that we're not going to take criminals and put them in jail anymore? We're going to have prison reform and let everyone go out. Who's the rocket scientist that made that decision? You're thinking, like, how do you even come to that conclusion? Okay, like, how does that even happen? Like, some of the decisions that's coming out of our government today, you're thinking, like, who's the brainchild of that decision? So you're thinking, like, what happens to these people? How do they make such bad decisions? This is why. Because they've rejected God. It says in 2 Thessalonians 2.10, And with all the deception of wickedness, with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish. So these are the people, they're all going to die in the end. They're all going to die in the end. Because why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. So they rejected God's plan of salvation. So they're not going to be saved. But God says like, yo, you're going to reject me. You're going to reject truth. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm going to cause you to be pained through this. He goes on in verse 11. For this reason. What reason? Because you rejected me and you're not saved. God will send upon them a deluding influence so they will believe what is false. Isn't that what we're seeing today? Let's believe what is false. Verse 12, in order that they may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. So God's like, you're not going to believe in me? I'm going to have you believe the most harebrained, crazy, idiotic stuff in the world. You're not going to believe that you were created in my image. Like I said, I created you. I made your heart beating in your chest with no batteries. I breathe air into your lungs. He says, but you're not going to believe that I created you? Okay, then I'm going to cause you to believe that you came from a monkey. I have a big explosion. And your great-great-grandfather's an orangutan. And people are like, yes, that's where, that's where I came from. I'm a... Oh, I'm from an orangutan. It's just ridiculous. So God drops another plague on them. He made it pitch black for three days. Verse 21 said, it was a darkness that you could feel. That must have been unbelievably creepy. Yes, there was light for God's people though. Hey, Pharaoh, you're in way over your head. You're dealing with the one who can reach and literally turn the sun off. So Pharaoh says, okay, go, go now, but leave your animals. Again, offering a compromise plan. Pharaoh has not learned anything from these last nine plagues. 
Yes, and now there's going to be one more plague that's going to break his back. It's going to trump all the other plagues. Let me ask you, are there any areas of compromise that have been given free reign in your life? Think about what maybe only you and God know about. Know this, God's desire is to set you free in that area that you so easily keep falling to. I love this verse translated into ESV translation. It says in Psalm 118, verse 5, Out of my distress, I called upon the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Is there anyone that needs to be set free from something today? Jesus said in John eight thirty six. So if the Son of Man makes you free, you will be free indeed. That's what God wants us to walk in freedom. He doesn't want us to walk the way this world is. He wants us to be free. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.